It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, one of the positives of a terrible circumstance, and that is the severe outbreak of the Delta variant of COVID, is that interest rates have gone back down, which means that mortgage rates have fallen to incredible levels. So cheap, it's hard to believe. I'm going to talk about that coming up. The other thing is another odd thing that's happened over the last year. The number of thefts of a key component of people's vehicles has gone up 10 times over in the last year. And it'll cost you big time. I want to talk about what's happening how it costs you so much money, and how you might prevent the theft problem from your vehicle. So mortgage rates are falling through the floor because of this latest outbreak of COVID. What had happened was interest rates had started rising on mortgages, and now they have come way back down. In fact, it's crazy. When you look at what's being quoted in the marketplace, 15-year refis for people with really good credit scores, a lot of them, the first digit is starting with a 1. Can you imagine, like 1.875%? I mean, it's nuts. The average is around 2.5% on a 15-year refi, about uh, 3 and an eighth on a 30-year refi, but again, shopping around makes a huge difference with a refi. You know, refis, the stakes are different than when you're buying a home. With a refinance, you can afford to shop all around because if the lenders mess up, it's not like you lost the purchase of your home. And that's why with a lender you're hiring for the mortgage you're doing to buy a home, you got to be really, really picky about that lender and they're going to be, based on reputation, the checking you do, they're going to be reliable. Many times it may be better to use a local lender when you're buying a property. For a refi, forget all that. You go out there in the marketplace, you go to a um, mortgage broker, go to credit unions a lot. Um, Go to these independent non-bank lenders. I shared with you a few weeks ago that the banks uh, really are not cost competitive in the mortgage market anymore. They have lost the market that they used to own to these non-bank lenders, to the mortgage brokers, and to the credit unions. And the more you shop around, the better you're going to do. Gosh, even if, let's say you're in a situation where you don't have that many years left on your loan, you should know that a lot of credit unions will write really affordable 10-year mortgages. And the interest rates reflect what's happened recently with the overall interest rates in the economy that have been impacted so heavily by the worries that the financial markets have about the Delta variant slowing economies around the world down. Now, as I've said, I don't believe at all that the Delta variant, as tragic as it's going to be for so many people in the United States and elsewhere in the world, 
I don't believe it's going to have anywhere near the impact on the economy that the earlier outbreaks had. Number one, the last time we had a really big outbreak, there were no vaccines. Today in the United States, you got more than half the population that's been fully vaxxed. And the people who are coming down with serious symptoms from the Delta variant, somewhere between 97 and 98 and a half percent are among the unvaxxed. So we know that the real consequences are to people who are not vaccinated. And for the first time in a good while, people are starting to get interested in getting vaccinated again. So I don't think that this is going to be an Armageddon event for the economy, but it means that the economic uncertainty attached to it has given another window on refinancing. By the way, if you're trying to figure out your break-even point in comparison shop lender-to-lender on mortgage refi, by popular request and with great effort, we have developed a tool for you to run different quotes from different mortgage lenders through on a refi to figure out which offer is the best for your circumstances. That tool is found on Clark.com. Krista? Well, you may have already answered Thomasina's question, but she said, what's the best mortgage company to use to refinance? Is it better to use one of the big mortgage companies? So Thomasina, by a big mortgage company, I don't know exactly what you're referring to. There there are some non-banks that advertise very heavily on television and on the internet. If you go to any of the comparison shopping sites like uh, Bankrate or any others to shop for a mortgage, you'll see a lot of people you see heavily advertised that are non-bank lenders, that are big volume producers. There's even loans you can do now on your smartphone where you submit your documents electronically. Rocket Mortgage is the best known of those. Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the cheapest, but it means they make it a pretty streamlined, easy process. But I love credit unions for mortgage refis. They are a great source. And then uh, the opposite of a big credit union or using a, a big volume lender is going to a mortgage broker. That is an individual or a firm that shops your mortgage business in the marketplace. And based on your circumstance, the amount of equity you have, your credit score, they're able to try to fine-tune the best mortgage offer out there for you. And Christina in Alaska says, I've been traveling to the Minneapolis area a couple of times a year for business. The rental car prices for this fall are over twice as expensive as they were earlier this year. I figured after the summer travel season was over, prices would go lower, but it doesn't seem to be the case yet. When would you expect prices to fall back down to normal? Christina, if you follow the news, the automakers are suffering from a severe computer chip shortage. Even chips as cheap as like 50 cents are not available right now, but a lot of them are used in cars. A lot of automakers are building cars minus final assembly that involves these chips and parking them in big parking lots that they're renting or building. So until the chip shortage eases, we're going to have this severe shortage of rental cars in the United States. Uh, Fall was expected to be a time that the prices would get a lot cheaper on rental cars, but because the chip shortage has been stubborn and held on, I don't think we're going to see 
the normal seasonal drop in prices for car rentals. They'll be more available in the fall, uh, and they won't be those unbelievable prices that have been in news stories, but they are going to be much more expensive than historical numbers. One thing you can look at, Christina, I did it for a trip just recently that I had intended to rent a car, and I ended up using Uber and Lyft to get around because it turned out to be a lot cheaper for me than renting a car. You also could look at Turo and its competitors, T-U-R-O, where you rent other individuals' cars. It's like a uh, car share where people, instead of renting like uh, their garage apartment to you, like on Airbnb, they rent you their personal car for you to use while you're in the Minneapolis area. Uh, Minneapolis is, if you're in uh, the urban suburban areas of Minneapolis, St. Paul, it would be potentially possible that you could get around more affordably, though, in an Uber and Lyft. If you're having to go out into distant suburbs, exurbs of Minneapolis, St. Paul, that's not going to be a workable strategy. And this is from Scott in Florida. My dad is 90 and is on a fixed income. He pays $196 a month for internet and cable. I went to the company's website wow. to find a lower-priced plan and couldn't find any. In fact, their quote-unquote offers were all higher than his current plan. He's paying for 800 megabytes per second internet, much more than he needs, and pays for an extra regional sports package, which he wants to keep. We want to lower his price without getting too technologically complicated. It should be noted that he pays for extra cable boxes each month for other rooms for grandkids when they visit and pays rental on a modem each month. Scott, you're killing me here. You're killing me. <laughs> so uh, your dad at 90, some of the ways that you could really significantly lower his cost may not be something he can adapt to, but you can certainly try. Obviously, he's good surfing the web. Um, he is using a pretty high-speed Internet connection, and he loves his sports and all that. The alternatives you could consider is looking first for the internet because you said they had no good deals on the internet i've talked recently about the home internet options available from verizon wireless and from t-mobile they tend to cost uh, somewhere 50 to 70 dollars a month for the internet if your dad is at a service address where the signal is good it will provide him plenty of bandwidth and then he could go to a straight TV package with the cable monster. Or, I will tell you, I know this is weird, I don't ever talk about satellite. Dish Network has been offering some very inexpensive packages recently without a price bump after a period of time for getting satellite TV as an alternative. The other thing is if you think your dad could handle it, go to streaming. If he, can, if he can do the switching around, Netflix and maybe Hulu Live or YouTube TV or whatever, where with many of them you can get the regional sports networks, the combination of having one of these wireless internets from Verizon or T-Mobile and having streaming for the video content would save your dad quite a bit of money from the 200 a month he's paying the cable monster.
And Robert in New York says, recently my credit score was 807, and then we paid off our home mortgage early. We then applied for a HELOC just in case we needed it. I then found that my credit score had fallen to 763. I thought paying off my mortgage would boost my scores. What gives? So, Robert, your drop in points, uh, what, 37, 44 points, that seems a little larger than would be normal for the drop that you would experience from this. But even dropping to 763, you still qualify for any loan product you'd ever want. It's not going to hurt you with the insurers if in New York insurers are able to set auto and homeowners rates based on your credit score. Don't know if that's allowed in New York State. But paying off a loan can pinch your credit score. And I'm surprised by the number of points, but it is normal that as you reduce the types of loans you have, that it can have some impact on your score, but not a big one. And I wouldn't worry about it because it's so awesome having your home paid for, owning your home free and clear. Coming up in just a few minutes, there's a device on your vehicle that keeps the air clearer than it would be otherwise, but criminals have decided there's big money to be made stealing it. I got to fill you in, got to tell you what you need to know to protect your wallet. We started having calls about a year ago from people whose catalytic converters were being stolen from their cars. Catalytic converter is a device that has managed to make air much cleaner in most American cities, even as there are more vehicles on the road and more miles being driven. But there's precious metals inside those catalytic converters, and criminals have decided that there's real money to be made stealing your catalytic converter. And I just saw a report in USA Today about how much the theft of these things has gone up. And if you go back three years ago, according to the National Insurance Crime Bureau, about 100 of these were being stolen a month. Now, 2,400 are being stolen a month. And that was as of last year. So far this year, 5,000 a month are being stolen. So think about it. Three years ago, 100 a month. Last year, you had 2,400 being stolen in a month. This year, for data so far known, 5,000 are being stolen a month. There's even one poor soul who was profiled in this story, woman from Chicago named Sam, I guess short for Samantha, poor Sam from her Honda CRV has had her catalytic converter stolen twice. So salt in the wounds, a lot of places in the country have environmental rules where it gets stolen, you then have to replace it. She spent all the money to replace it and it gets stolen again. So what can you do? Well, what experts in the automotive industry say is really funny. Krista, do you have any guess what they make as the number one recommendation? What? Park in a secure parking garage. Oh, gosh. Which for a lot of people is like, what? 
Because a lot of people, you know, they don't live in a house with a garage. They may have a carport. They may not live in a house. They may live in an apartment with a surface parking lot. I mean, it seems to me a not realistic way to fix this problem is to say, go find a secure parking garage. Yeah, because even uh, the, secure parking garages, you see a lot of videos of people lot, lot committing of crimes on cars. Yeah. So the second suggestion, park in a well-traveled area, you know, along a major route where somebody's much less likely to steal your catalytic converter. So I'm not that thrilled with that answer either. But there is something else that people can do now. You know how a lot of residential air conditioners now have these cages around them to prevent them from being stolen. People will steal them or break into them to steal. Same stuff as they're doing with the catalytic converter. They're stealing precious metals out of that air conditioning unit and rendering it useless. The whole thing has to be ripped out and replaced. So now there are these cages that people buy that go around an air conditioner and protect them from these thieves. Well, now, same idea. You can buy a cage that goes around the catalytic converter in your car and protects it from somebody stealing it. Now, you may figure with a couple of hundred million or 300 million, whatever we have cars in the United States on the roads, that 60,000 a year having this crime happen to them, maybe you just take your chances. But I want you to know that if you live in an area this is happening a lot, it may be just when your turn comes up. And that's why putting one of these cages on your catalytic converter may be the best answer, prevention being better than having to replace the whole unit, which is very, very expensive. Krista? This is from Edwin in Florida. I have a 2019 Tesla Model 3. I was going to trade in an upgrade to a Model Y. My trade-in value, $35,000, would have been more than what I paid for the car after the tax credit. I was crashed into, we're all fine, but the damage extends from the front fender to the back passenger quarter panel, and the doors do not open. Any tips in trying to negotiate with the insurance company to recoup the diminished value or possibly have them buy the car from me for what Broom and Carvana offered? I want to upgrade into a newer car, and Tesla has been very understanding and put my reservation on hold while I get this sorted out. Krista, you said this was Edwin in Florida, but <laughs> it was, was this Krista? It wasn't Krista, no. <laughs> yeah, but if, some more If you're situation. not aware, we, we never talked about Krista was in a wreck in her Tesla Model Y, and mm -hmm. there were a couple of things about it for Edwin. I get to answering your question that I've been meaning for us to talk about, about your wreck. The individual who hit you crossed the line and uh, pretty severely sideswiped and damaged your car from the back fender all the way to the front fender. Uh, explain how you get in your driver's side of your car right now. Um, you have to go in the passenger side and open the door from the inside because the handle is like all crushed in. And so you've been waiting to uh, get an appointment at the body shop to mm -hmm. start the repairs on your vehicle. And it's going to be a very expensive repair on your car. But your car is one you're planning on keeping. Uh, the damage, even though you're having this inconvenience, looks ugly. It's not as severe as what we're talking about, maybe with what's going on with Edwin, although it sounds similar. But the difference is 
he was getting ready to ditch this and get a newer Tesla. So here's the thing, Edwin. You have the printed values of what your vehicle was said to be worth from um, Carvana and Vroom. That is very valuable information, much better than what I used to talk about with building a value on a vehicle on Edmunds, Kelly Blue Book, and um, an ADA, people like that. That's an estimate. You have actual real values prior to your car being in the wreck, what your Model 3 was worth in the used vehicle market. And that is what you have a right to seek from the insurer if, in fact, the car is totaled. The real problem comes if the car is not totaled. Because then, now you have to disclose when you go to sell the vehicle that's been in a wreck, and you will suffer meaningful, significant, diminished value loss on that vehicle. The problem is, Florida is not a state, to my knowledge, that requires insurers to pay diminished value. And you could well find yourself having to sue your insurer to recoup the difference between what you would have gotten from Vroom or Carvana and what your vehicle is now worth following the accident. You'd be able, once it's repaired, if it's not totaled by your insurer, to know that based on going back to Vroom and Carvana, disclosing that the car has been in a wreck, and see what the offer then is made available from them, if any offer at all is made. And I'm really sorry this happened, I'm glad that no one is hurt. This is from Joanne in Virginia. I have a question about iPhones. Which one should I buy? The video you and your son did on phones was great. Wondering if that's still the case in the coming year. My current phone is the 5. I'm 59. I use my phone for podcasts, FaceTime, and the usual texts, calls, Google, driving directions, etc. I know as much about technology as you do about tools, Clark. Joanne, okay, I am so impressed with you. You are still using an iPhone 5? You are so careful with your money. Okay, it's going to blow your mind when you buy whatever iPhone you're going to buy next. There are going to be a lot of specials on iPhones this November. You've already waited this long from the 5, <laughs> having the 5. So you can wait through the summer to November and what you may find is they're going to be really good deals on the 12 because of the upcoming release of the iPhone 13. And let me tell you, the 12, the 11, the 10, they'll all be phenomenal for you. But if you really want to save money, buy a couple of units back. Buy an iPhone 10 or buy an iPhone 11 because it'll be so much better than what you've had with the 5. And if you're not married, well, you probably are since you use FaceTime. So I won't even get into the much cheaper alternatives on Android. But uh, I, I have this sense you're very careful with your money. So just wait for those specials to come up around Thanksgiving and pounce on a deal on the phone. I, and I can mention right now uh, Metro by T-Mobile. If you go to them, switch to them, they will give you an iPhone 12 mini for free 
in return for switching your service to them. And I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust.